2: podcast you can listen to the full show monday through saturday from 9 a.m to noon eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156 Welcome
0: in, Busted Open Podcast listeners, to week two of Busted Open on the weekend. I'm your weekend host, Ryan McKinnell, joined across the way by Mark Henry. And boy, do we have a loaded show for you today here on Busted Open Radio. Mark Henry, the draft was in Las Vegas
2: last night, SmackDown on Fox. What'd you think? I thought that it was creative, but it lacked a little bit in depth. Especially being that people knew kind of what pools that the people were going to be drafted from and kind of the order. So uh, we had a little bit to we had a little bit to complain about. We
0: also have chats from the players at the press conference yesterday. Various athletes from Triple H and Kane Velasquez, Tyson Fury, the announcement of Crown Jewel landing, ra- excuse me, landing on October 31st. And in a very exciting bit of news, piggybacking off of last night for SmackDown on Fox, Bailey finally loses her mind. She is fully evil. She's got a haircut in all new ring attire, new music. Mark Henry, this is something we've been waiting for for a
2: very, very long time. Oh, we've been waiting way too long, and we finally got it, and we'll be talking about it right here on the podcast.
0: And not only will we be talking about that, Mark Henry, we are entering a new era of professional wrestling. The wars, if you will, are upon us, which leaves us plenty of room to discuss our show of the week, which is something we are absolutely going to do on this podcast.
2: You know what? I'm looking forward to it. I think that a lot of people are going to get a lot of insight from what we talk about and how uh, we describe what went on during the week. And yes. you have a you have a valid way to make your judgment after that segment. All that and more coming up on the Busted Open Radio Podcast
0: Weekend Edition. We got to lead with the draft. I'm just uh, I I'll give you my thoughts right off the bat. I, I thought it was underwhelming. I I didn't fully understand a lot of what was going on. Now, full disclosure, I was in the arena, so I wasn't aware of the pool system, and there were different draft picks from di- on different days. I wasn't aware of that. But w- what we were aware of, Mark, was this was supposed to be a draft. This was supposed to be the WWE draft. It's been promoted now for a couple weeks. We were told that celebrities and dignitaries from other, you know sports, and you saw the Fox crew—you know Alex Rodriguez and Troy Aikman, and et cetera, et cetera. They brought in all these characters. They hyped it up, only to have a draft that Mark—it didn't really feel like a draft—and for a couple different reasons. Number one. Number one, I don't know if you caught this, but the WWE a couple days ago released a list of the pools. Hey, this is going to be available on Pool 1 during SmackDown, and hey, these people are going to be available in Pool 2 on Monday during Monday Night Raw. Mark, the problem was the list they released for SmackDown followed in chronological order for about the first, I don't know, 15 picks, every single person and the way they were taken in order. So if you were living on the internet, which a lot of fans do, I know a lot of listeners out there, you are aware of this. It really it really killed the momentum and killed the vibe and, and left a sour taste in people's mouth. And, and, and Mark, it could be felt in the arena. It wasn't a lot of hype there, at least here in Las Vegas.
2: So, well, I, so I what could did feel you that. think watching? I, yeah? I could feel that too, but it wasn't as big a deal to me as knowing the balance of where people went. That was okay. more important to me uh, as a fan is did we get a, a top-heavy show? On Raw or a top-heavy show on SmackDown, I thought they did a great job of creating balance between mm-hmm. the two shows. Not only at the top, but in the middle. So, and that's that's really important because you you know I think that um, it's important to have a good flow and a good mix of characters because if you don't, then you'll have a A show or a B show. The, sure, both of these are to have the potential to just be really good shows.
0: Sure, and I do agree with you, right? Balance is important. and Balance is key. But, but Mark, when you're putting so much into this draft and you're promoting it and you're hyping it up and it's meant to be this, this benchmark moment, and really, Mark, let, let's think about the event itself. The second week on Fox, expectations are extremely high. Not only does the draft not deliver, there, there's no mention of Kofi Kingston's title loss just seven days ago. Like, the disjointed narrative there, it just it just felt like... Mark, it just felt like the draft, it felt like the whole episode, to be perfectly honest, it kind of lacked cohesion and flow, which was surprising
2: to me from the standpoint it's a two-hour show. Well, I mean, you got to have the good with the bad. I I thought that you should have had mention of Kofi Kingston and Brock Lesnar, but I see that they're trying to move on the same way as on Monday, not having Seth Rollins, um, and and the fiend right, represented on raw isn't so that dangerous on some level I'm sorry isn't that dangerous on some level I, I don't know about dangerous I think that the fans are going to be the fans um, yeah. you want to make sure that you entertain everybody and not let everything be a critical situation um I don't I don't believe in the arguing of are, are always pointing out the negative. I think that if it's something that's blaring, that's dangerous, that's hazardous to the enjoyment of the fan, then yeah. you 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 say, "Hey, that that wasn't cool." I, I, but I, I haven't felt that. I just feel like that there's a little. Uh, you talk, you use the word disjointed,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, not connected. Yes, you you need to connect. You know the dots and uh leaving Kofi and Brock situation out and just allowing it to be all about Kane Vas- uh Velasquez is you know that's that's leaving the the leaving it disjointed
0: yeah and and I would I would say even even that's a little bit dangerous because again there's already and that's dangerous more from the standpoint of of Kane right then we're going to get to Kane in a little bit I spoke to Kane uh yesterday but in terms of you, you want Kane to be received in some way. So the fact that you're adding extra criticism for him, uh, again, may, maybe the word could, dangerous could be used. Let's talk about the picks themselves, Mark Henry, because this is really confusing. In the arena, I, we thought – I or, I don't know. I can't speak to everyone because the information, I guess, was released on Twitter. I didn't catch that information. So, again, I didn't know there were two different pools to pick from, which – I. I it, it that is kind of difficult Mark because I feel like on some level when you split the pools aren't you killing a little bit of what makes a draft special that unpredictable nature and 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 having a larger talent pool
2: doesn't that make it more interesting theoretically You know I think it would make it it, it would make it more interesting but at the end of the day the whole result was to get a show that had balance on both right. programs and uh, I don't I don't feel like it was uh, necessary. I just the thing that I didn't like is I wanted to recognize the people in the war room. I wanted to see when when they had the war rooms, yeah. I wanted to recognize the people.
1: I oh, wanted there you.
2: to be wrestling entities that um, could have been like behind the scenes people that would have gave me the impression that. Oh man mm-hmm. this is an educated thing like they're bringing in wrestlers that know wrestling. I would have loved to send tommy dreamer uh in a room you know dealing with the people that were uh making the picks with fox or with with raw or with smackdown and and that's not what I got so uh it looked like a, a more of an n f l type of uh draft situation and i i think it's it's a learning process you know like the um the WWE has for years and years been able to innovate and I think sometimes you got to see stuff unfold and go okay this is how we fix that. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what that's what it looked like last night. It looked well, like a, a filling out process.
0: Yeah, you brought up the war room which I <laughs> I thought was interesting from the standpoint Mark they kept cutting back to the war room after select picks and Oh, yeah, we're excited. Yeah, we got the guy we wanted or we got the girl we wanted. Well, yeah, you you knew that was coming. I I was very surprised that they were showing like this. We always talk about this right in professional wrestling, whether it be in ring and I talk about disjointed narrative. Right. But uh, we talk about believability. Right. We talk about uh, we talk about psychology right well the psychology of the, those segments right cutting back to the draft board uh, the draft room excuse me I didn't fully understand that like uh, the teams themselves teams that as you mentioned Mark Henry were not familiar faces it, it, it was people that we suits that we had never seen before and, and hey maybe that was the optics they were going for I, that that issue I'll leave aside them showing them cheering I thought was an odd state th- uh, an odd standpoint I thought they could have done something from this regard like uh, the draft isn't about the suits acquiring talent presume also because the suits already know who they're getting but the draft is about the emotion that the wrestlers are feeling right right why 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 would you not show the athletes who are being drafted and then mark the storylines that can be 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 taken off of that right uh i was upset that i got drafted by so-and-so or i don't want to wrestle for this brand so i'm gonna hold out and you know contract negotiate there's so many different ways you can take it i just wish they would have focused on the emotion of the wrestler
2: rather than the emotion of suits in a boardroom yeah Well, I mean, I don't know about yeah, but I I see what you're saying. But you look at the NFL draft or the NBA draft, everybody already knows who they're gonna draft. This is nothing different. I mean, everybody knows. Man, when Zion Williamson came out, everybody wanted to that knew that Zion Williamson was gonna be the first pick. The problem was, is who was gonna get that pick? And that's what they created in the first round saying that there was a match between uh Seth and Roman to see who got the first pick so they got that that element right it's yeah. just that there there's no uh, I thought the disjointedness was having a um having the boardroom be the first people that's shown i want see the I want to see the talent
0: yes I'm like you said
2: I want to see yeah. uh Becky Lynch first either sitting in a room with all a bunch of other wrestlers or sitting in a private dressing room going yeah or oh my god I really would like to go to Smackdown or I really mm-hmm. would like to go to Raw and you know shaking their head like nah I'm not going now you're creating other drama in the show right. so um, yeah I think the 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 ball was dropped in that sense but as far as like the list of knowing who's going to be where, that's that's typical. Typical in what way that uh, that that in every other sport, everybody already knows who they're going to pick. The Chiefs knew who they were going to pick this year. The Cowboys yeah. knew who they were going to pick. And when you go into baseball, and they they have the form system, they they know who's who they're going to pick before they pick them. They just yeah. waiting on, on what, what place am I going to pick this person?
0: Yeah, there was there was just a lot. It was a lot. Like, we talk about the disjointed. Uh, there was the list that was exposed. There were the two pools. There was the, the the non-finish to start the match, so who gets the first pick. There was just a lot going on for a draft that, a, a, as we talked about, was very important and very hyped up. That said, the draft isn't over. There's more to come on Monday Night Raw. I would argue that it's a better talent pool. Both champions are available, uh, obviously, uh, when you talk about Brock Lesnar and Seth Roll- or uh, Seth Rollins, so it's going to be interesting to see how exactly they continue.
1: Like what you're hearing, catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156
0: or on demand with the SiriusXM app. Bailey, you know, taking down Charlotte Fair. What what did you think about that main event last night on SmackDown?
2: Oh man, I've been <laughs> waiting on this for a long time and nice. i wish that we could find the audio of what i said about bailey when the whole picking up sasha's taking sasha's back when we were in uh toronto all right i said she should drop cut her hair come out with you know no ponytail no balloons you know like change up everything like, if you're gonna be a heel, embody it, embrace it. Don't don't tread the line. If you're walking the line, people will be confused. Yeah. Like she has always been, in my opinion, the best wrestler of all the women, and Charlotte has shown that she de- she deserves to be in that conversation. But Charlotte, I think, benefits from being a better athlete. So, her being a great wrestler is, you know, it's based on her athletic ability. Sure, Bayley is limited in a, in an athletic ability part portion, but her knowledge of the game, her knowledge of the force, if you will, <laughs> is stronger than any Jedi. And I would love to see that portrayed. Yeah. Be what you are. If you're a bad person, look, why are you apologizing? Why are you dressing up in colorful clothes, trying to get people to like you and smiling and high-fiving with the people going to the ring? That's distracting. That's confusing. Now we know who she is. She's coming to the ring to destroy these girls. Half, half of these girls she helped train. When she was down at NXT, everybody on the roster that came before her came before her on the strength that she had helped build them. And she needs to be the first one to stand in front of everybody. The Mm -hmm. WWE Universe, Sirius XM busted open, and let everybody know, just because I taught you. Does not mean I taught you everything. I know stuff that you'll find out when you see me. That's the that's the girl I want to see. And, well, and we, gotta, we didn't we didn't get that initially, but we right. got it last night yes we
0: did we got a a firm helping of that version of Bailey and uh, as you said we've been waiting for this a long time Mark Henry there's been a lot of people that wanted to see that other side of Bailey it took all these years but we are finally here and to talk about it someone that shares a very long history with Bailey herself I would say I don't think this is a stretch Bailey's biggest fan you know her you love her she is down there in Orlando Florida Izzy Izzy welcome into the show Uh, we're, we're very happy to have you here what did you think what did what did you think about uh, your girl bailey and what she had to say and uh we'll, we'll become a champ what do you think about all this
3: okay i just gotta say i woke up this morning very happy you guys have no clue i've been waiting for this for a very very long time and it's finally here it's not a partial heel turn it's a complete heel turn yeah the thing that i liked was when bailey came out she kind of acted all happy and then she gave the death stare. I really liked that. And then I loved went with the whole inflatable, wacky inflatable guys. I liked the, the weapon because I didn't know what that was. It was kind of scary. And I'm going to jump all the way to the end. I loved the promo because I'm wondering what's going to happen next week. I don't know yep. what's going to happen. I I don't know. I'm just so happy. And then the things that I didn't really like, number one, was the haircut. She kind of looks like a mom at my school that's been complaining to a PTA meeting for a while now. You know, I think she should have called me and said, hey, Izzy, what's your hairstylist's name? Like, how can I get that haircut? (laughs) I think my haircut would have been perfect.
2: Izzy, stop it. (laughs) You're a little girl. You don't have a hairstylist.
3: I do. I mean, my haircut's pretty cool. And I think Bailey, she would have looked kind of nice in it.
2: But and we don't want her to look I... nice. We want her to look evil. We want her <laughs> no, to be but maleficent. My
3: does not make her look evil. She looks like a soccer mom and a mom at my school.
2: <laughs> well, you didn't like it. You didn't like it, so I think that's good <laughs> that you didn't like
3: it. And then this I... one last thing that I did not like it was minor. I didn't like the music at the end, it sounded very generic. I don't know. It was just like, it was so basic. I think, just like, WWE could have cooked something up a little bit different.
2: Um, what, would like like the, this, what would you like to heard, have heard?
3: I don't know. Like, it wouldn't be something that I would hear for Bailey's theme song. Like, I don't know. Have a more grungy theme song for her. I don't know. Like, I think it, w- it should have been something a little bit more different. Maybe had some lyrics in it. I don't know. But this, I is, this is
2: this is something that I want to ask you about this whole situation. Do you yeah. feel any differently about your hero becoming a villain?
3: Oh, I feel so different. Like, I'm looking around my room right now, and I have pictures of her, like, with the whole high fives, and I have the plaques of her, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's never going to happen again. Like, it's a little bit different. It's kind of crazy to, like, think about this. But I am going to make this one point um, I was really expecting this for a while. Ever since the whole Sasha and Bailey thing, it was kind of a preview for what was going to happen last night. What I think should have happened was you had the lovable and huggable Bailey, and you had her lose for a while, and she finally says no more, and she turns heel last night. I think that would have been perfect, and I would never expect that in the million of years that I've seen Bailey evolve and stuff. And I do want to make this one last thing, and it's kind of an exclusive for Busted Open. I really hope Bailey keeps up with this character because when I make it to the WWE, and I will make it to the WWE, I'm going to show everyone, and I mean everyone, who is the true role model. And that's- Shoot
2: your (laughs) shot. I
0: love this. Shoot (laughs) your shot. I love this. Izzy, thanks for calling in. You are the best. Thank you really you. are. Yes, absolutely. That's my that's my first time talking to the uh the infamous Izzy. You know what? I'm curious. Izzy's getting older, Mark, right? She's growing up right in front of our eyes. She says she's gonna be a WWE superstar. That would not surprise me in the least. I'm interested in does this heel turn, right? Does Bailey going evil influence Izzy in some sort of way? And do we get like
2: evil Izzy over the next couple years? I don't know. I think so. I think that there's <laughs> gonna be a lot of evil little girls now. Uh they're not gonna they're not gonna turn on, on Bailey, I don't think. I think that they're gonna I be agree. law. There's gonna be some. I remember yeah. um when I turned on Ron Simmons in 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 the nation, yeah. um, I was living with a friend of mine. And uh living with him in my transition from from uh Olympic lifting to pro wrestling, um, there was a bunch of kids that I befriended in the neighborhood Okay, and loved those kids. And I mentioned this the other day, and them kids were fun. But when I turned on Ron Simmons, (laughs) I came back. I remember pulling up the Bills place, (laughs) and those kids were waiting on me. Mark I don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs> I don't even like you. Why would you do that? That had to make you <laughs> feel good, right? Like well oh, done. I just laughed, man. <laughs> and I was like, listen, I can't say nothing to these kids. I can't really yell right? on them because I live here. <laughs> but uh, it was so funny to me. <laughs> there are going to be some people, some yeah. kids that cried last night. No question. There were some kids that cried last night. I promise you.
0: Let me ask you this uh, before we head off into break and busted open nation uh, coming up next. This is going to be time for you guys to to sound off. We're going to hear from you. Uh, I'm curious. You know Bailey. You spent time with Bailey. You know her for a few years. Uh What? How do you think she's handling this? Like, how do you think she's enjoying what is a huge pivotal moment in her career that that is affecting you know not just herself and her character but
2: the business in a real way. Well, I, I think that she's going to embrace it. My thing is, is when I talked to her in New York, yeah, uh, she said, "Mark, I'm I'm supporting my friend. I'm, I'm I mean, I'm I'm here for Sasha. She's been my friend forever, and i I'm gonna support her. I'm not necessarily like hating life or hating anybody or being disrespectful to other talent. I'm just supporting my friend." Where is Sasha now? I want to see Sasha come and belly laugh and hug her. Welcome. Thank you so much for finally seeing it my way. Mm. That's what I want to see next. I want to see them both um, be who they are and be comfortable uh, being who she is. And the conversation that we had does not apply. She's, She's out there. One hundred percent. she she is the bad guy. So I want to now have another conversation with her and hopefully we can get her on the air uh, next week and find out if the Sasha have something to do with her seeing it this way. Or is this something that she felt all along and she just suppressed it?
1: If you don't know Sirius XM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy Sirius XM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of Sirius XM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM XM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required.
0: Yes. Yesterday here in Las Vegas, the WWE held that press conference. You saw it on the WWE Network, highlighting what is now uh, shaping up to be a massive card. We knew it. This is kind of the way it works with Crown Jewel. Mark, you know that. You've been over there. Crown Jewel, in a very real way, has taken its place in the pantheon of professional wrestling events. It is up there with WrestleMania. It is up there yeah. with Wrestle Kingdom. You know, you want to name the biggest events. Crown Jewel is that. And now we have Tyson Fury added to that card against Braun Strowman and. Cain Velasquez versus Brock Lesnar. Mark Henry, I just want to get your thoughts. What would you think about the press conference, just generally
2: speaking, and, and your, your brief thoughts on, on these big matchups that were added? Well, I thought that introducing those two matches were like, okay, guys, go out, get ready for a really good show because that's exactly what we're going for. They won't splash. And, you know, I think there's more to come. I think that um introducing two guys that are the you know arguably some of the best fighters in the world currently and historically um you're going to pull in more than a wrestling crowd yeah and all the people that'll be watching on the WWE network that's not going to Saudi which is the majority of everybody um <laughs> I think they're going to tune in because they're going to want to see how this is all going to transpire.
0: Yeah. What did you think about the the press conference itself? Because I got to be honest, Mark, uh, you know, I was there. That was a weird, well, not weird, but for me, you know, the last 12 years, I've been a sports writer out here in Vegas. I've covered mixed martial arts. I covered the first PBC on Fox. So I've covered a little bit of boxing for me to sit there And to be surrounded by my colleagues from, you know, the sporting news, Andreas Hale and Mark Raimondi from ESPN. And yet Dave Meltzer and Kevin Ioli, my colleague at Yahoo sports from a couple years ago to have all these, these professional wrestling minds, these, these MMA minds, these boxing minds to have them in one room. That was pretty special. And and the press conference itself, Mark, I got to be honest, I was expecting a little shenanigans. I was expecting a little fireworks, maybe a little bit of a dust up. None of that, which I was a little bit surprised by, but I'll tell you what, I, when you really sit down and think about it maybe the fact that everyone would have theoretically been expecting a circus and expecting some violence maybe that was the idea from the wwe hey maybe let's let's swerve them in that regard let's make this classy let's make this a stand-up event and let's not give any fodder to the fans to to worry or complain
2: about yeah it was very business very corporate very stand-up buttoned up um i i thought that if you would have had a Pre-fight, kind of go back and back and forth, that it would have kind of sided it up some. I think that the professionalism would not have come across, and um, people were suited. You know, they 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 looked good. They were in their dress-up clothes, and nobody was fighting in the dirty in the dress-up clothes. But I thought that that was a, a really good thing that to stand in front of corporate media and international media, and there not be any shenanigans.
0: All right, let's hear from some of that audio yesterday. I had the chance to speak with a few of the athletes that were on hand. I got to hear from Triple H. We got this all cut up for you, but let's start with one Tyson Fury, the lineal heavyweight champion of the world, undefeated, the Gypsy King himself. He's taken on Braun Strowman in a match that I think there's a lot of questions, right? What's going to happen? How's it going to play out? How's it going to look once they're actually in the ring? I was curious to hear from Tyson how this came about and how this foray into WWE We even began, this was Tyson Fury yesterday in Las Vegas. Tyson, I asked a uh, similar question to Cain Velasquez. This is obviously, you come from similar backgrounds in terms of combat Contact sports. Contact sports, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But this but this is new to you. This is a new venture. Can you kind of walk us through how this came about and how you even ended up in the WWE in the first place? I
4: can, yes. Yeah. Well, I've been uh, interested in making an appearance in WWE for a number of years, but due to my boxing commitments, never really had the opportunity to do so um, up until recently, and after my last fight with a cut, um, the opportunity arose again to be able to come into WWE WWE and I said yes this is what I want to do and um, that's how I've ended up doing the fight.
0: So in a similar question I did ask to Kane this is outside your comfort zone you've been doing the same thing for decades now and in a good way I been mean, very successful at it but as you take kind of this new venture in an event like Crown Jewel what's your nerve level what's your anticipation as you head into this?
4: I am so excited you know I trained as a boxer my whole life I've got five brothers all big guys we're always wrestling. Always, no time limit, sometimes for an hour, two hours, um, smashing each other to bits. So I'm looking forward to this. You know, Bron's a massive guy. I'm a massive guy. I'm a very athletic guy and a quick learner. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to a great fight now against a fellow mammoth.
0: Well, there you go. You said it. You're a big guy. Uh, I do a show on Saturdays on Sirius with another big guy, World's Strongest Man, Mark Henry. Now, you debuted on Fox or you made your appearance on Fox last week, seven days ago. Mark didn't like your suit. He was trashing your suits. said yep. they were too flashy. He said they, they weren't stylish. I kind of digress. I actually like your style. Can you, can you yeah, tell
4: Mark can. that he's wrong? Uh, Mark, don't like the suit because he's jealous and he could never pull it off. There's only one man can wear suits like this and it's Tyson Fury, a.k.a. the Gypsy King. Bare-chested as well, by the way. Tyson, is there any sort of smirk knowing that Joshua's going to go to Saudi Arabia as this sort of new branch out into the news and you're going to beat him to it? Everything that I, they ever do, I always do first. So it's nothing new to me. But this is not competition. This is about me enjoying my life and, and enjoying the moments that arise each time. Obviously, I'm sure you've been asked about it probably every day since. How is the cut? Is there any worries that this could affect it? The cut's fantastic. Um, My manager's worried, my promoter's worried, my trainer's worried, my family are worried. Everybody's worried about this cut. But I'm a fighting man. It's what I've been born and bred to do. What difference does it make if I've got a cut? There's going to be blood, snot and tears all over the ring in every fight we do. When a fight happens, there's always a risk of cuts, injuries, damage, whatever, and I'm willing to take that risk.
0: All right, that was Tyson Fury. Wow. You heard it, you, you heard it there, Mark Henry. Throwing wow. some shade at you. I love creating a little bit
2: of drama. I'm sorry. Just always stirring a pot. <laughs> man, what is the deal? What kind of – do we have beef? I'm trying to get you on the next crowd Jewel card, man. Tyson Fury versus the world's strongest man. man. Are you kidding to, me? I have told you. <laughs> no, if anybody hit me, I'm calling the police. I'm done. I'm out of the fight game. And, and you know what? He – that's more his style. You know, sex with chocolate tends to smooth it out a little bit. You know, I I wanna I wanna make a little splash, you know, maybe with some color, like a little pink jacket action, but everything else is buttoned up. You know, you don't you don't wanna let you don't wanna let all the whole suit rock the party. You just wanna let the tie rock the party. Or you wanna let the jacket rock it. Or maybe the shoes. You know, but you can't splash the whole entire suit. I actually agree. Bare with you. chested. Yeah, as you know, he said. I,
0: you know, I, I do like to play it up and I I like to, you know, put uh Tyson over in terms of his attire, but I do have to agree with you. It is it is about the one item telling the story, right? Pick your item and, and go hard on that item.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, you could be like Mojo <laughs> Riley and wear a yellow suit. You know, I, I saw Mojo walk by, and I, I thought he was a cab. I put my hand out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Poor Mojo. Why'd you gotta do that to Mojo? Bust him out like that on Busted Open. Uh so you heard a little bit from Tyson Fury there. I, I gotta be honest, Mark. The thing that, and I know like a lot of people are in their feelings about this, both him and Kane. We'll get to that in hour two because I do have, or hour three, because there is something I want to say about that in terms of a, a history lesson in professional wrestling. But I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that as a tease. We're gonna hold off on that. But Tyson Fury himself, Mark Henry, the man. I, I have to be honest, I was. I was really impressed with how genuinely excited this man seems to be about this opportunity. He talked about being mm-hmm. a lifelong WWE fan. We already know he's a charismatic guy. He's an enjoyable, likable guy. But, 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 Mark, to see that excitement and that joy from the lineal undefeated heavyweight champion, one of the baddest men walking the planet today, to, to see him talk about our business, talk about professional wrestling that way, that the community, it made me feel really good.
2: It does. It always does. To see somebody look at you and not judge you negatively, but say I want to enjoy what that is. It's, I'm not a roller coaster guy, you know. I'm a big guy. Yeah. I, don't, I don't fit well, but <laughs> I love seeing other people enjoy roller coasters. When I when I when I watch people on a roller coaster and they're laughing and screaming and hollering, I can't help but smile. So that's that's what I feel from from. The, the Gypsy King, he enjoys it and loves seeing it. And, wow, he got an opportunity to be able to be involved. And that's what we want. We want people that love our industry and love our business to come into it and yeah. feel like they're accepted. Not only are they accepted, but it's encouraged for them to show their love and passion for it. Because it's going to make it look even more fun, but it creates a legacy outside of the one that they're already in.
0: Yeah, now let me ask you a question because there are a lot of people. um, Tyson Fury scheduled to fight Deontay while they're here in a few months. Boxing fans, combat sports fans are obviously very, very, very excited for this. Now, I went on the SiriusXM boxing show yesterday at the fights with Jerry Cooney and Randy Gordon, and they were very interested, and I, and I tried to explain to him. But I, but I want you to explain to him. I want you to explain to the combat sports fans out there. There are a lot of people that are worried about Tyson Fury, his health, his safety. They're also worried about the cut that he has over his eye, and, and potentially that getting opened back up, and you know there being a, a hiccup in the potential De- Deontay Wilder fight. I tried to explain to him how paramount and how important safety is going to be on the minds of WWE when they bring Tyson Fury into their company.
2: Well, I mean, you you can count on people uh, having a, always looking at the negative side of it. I'm comfortable yeah. with that. I I, yeah. I I think that some of it is caution, but also some of it is, you know, people trying to give an excuse so they can come across as highbrow. So I'm on the latter side of that. I always want to address it like this. We are – Entertainment that has an unbelievable element of danger, and mm-hmm. anything can happen. That thing that I could get cut open again, it could. But it's not like boxing where, if I see you have a scratch, or I see you have a cut, I'm going after it. I want it to open up, and I want you to be uncomfortable so I can. Um, get in my shots where I feel like it's going to be make me capitalize in the fight. You have an injury, we're going to stay away from it. We we don't we don't want the show to stop. We want the show to keep going. Yeah. We want to be able to enjoy for a long period of time. Uh if if you if you feel like um that's going to happen, I think that that's where you're wrong. I think that this is going to be a controlled wrestling match. I think that uh, people are going to see stuff uh, out of Tyson that they've never seen before. Um, I think that he's going to actually get put on the ground for maybe the first time in his life. Uh, (laughs) Besides, you know, wrestling around with his brothers, who he said are big guys. (laughs) Um, But it's going to be ground-based. And I don't think there's going to be many shots taken to the eye.
0: Well, and it also has to be right. He's matching up against Braun Strowman, right? Braun Strowman. Yeah. I should say more specifically, is matching up against Tyson Fury. If he wants to have a chance in this, you know, uh, bringing you him down put to him his on element, the a- absolutely, absolutely. Let me ask you this, because I got hit with this yesterday on Twitter, and and I apologize. I want to. Say, I think it was Wade who hit us up on Twitter, but he but he had a point, and I just want to get your thoughts on this. It was in relation to Braun Strowman and his his placement and his booking going forward, and. This fan called him the Big Show 2.0, essentially being this attraction that is being maybe not in the title picture. You know, Big Show obviously went against Floyd. uh, But the the way he said it, Mark, right, I got this connotation that he was kind of like referencing it being a bad thing. And listen, I don't I don't know if if that is a bad thing being put in these gigantic places to draw these eyes against mainstream stars like Tyson Fury is being Big Show 2.0 a bad thing to you, Mark Henry
2: not at all. So what what about Big Show and Floyd Mayweather was a negative? Okay, other than the fact that Floyd Mayweather broke his nose. <laughs> Outside of that, what what was Nothing. the what was the what was the issue? Nothing. It was Nothing.
0: iconic. Yeah, I think people, maybe when he said that the I think Mark maybe when he said that he was referencing like the fact that he's not in the title picture, he was being booked to this monster and now you're kind of using him as an attraction and not in the ways that maybe people want. I, I don't really know.
2: You know what? He is an attraction. Big show I was agree. an attraction. Yeah. I mean, like Andre having a big having a really really big guy yep. that's able to garner the attention of the masses and be paired up with a major A-list celebrity in this world. I don't see a negative in that. I think I see a lot of positive uh marketing Internationally, people in Canada and Russia and all over Asia, the UK, the Soviet Union, if you will, Australia, they want to see what's going to happen with the world champion in boxing in wrestling. I don't see a negative side of that. You know who's going to benefit the most? The fan. And you know who's going to benefit secondly? All the sponsors, they're happy. They're so happy. Fox is so <laughs> overwhelmingly happy right now. All of the sponsors that that support and uh, are endorsing, being endorsed on WWE programming, happy with like six P's in a y. So happy because everybody is seeing that product marketed. Yep. More eyeballs are seeing those products marketed, and I, I laughed and I I, I I spoke to you early off the off the air. Um, I thought it was funny and cool that uh, on Fox programming that AEW did promos and ads. Oh, yeah. And I said, this is awesome. You're talking (laughs) about shots fired. I thought it was awesome. I think that um, it's funny. It it makes you uh, look at the business like, hey, we're going to capitalize at any cost. Even if it's saying, hey, they got the best vehicle, and I just want to ride in and wave out the window. (laughs) Like it, it It was awesome on many, many fronts. And I think that that's something that, we as fans get the benefit from over anything. It's so good, man.
1: Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the SiriusXM
0: app. We are living special times. We are living special times indeed. We we have plenty of shows on network television, right? That's all great. But the internet has opened up uh, possibilities like none other before. People have used the term war, Wednesday night war, wrestling wars, whatever you want to call it. I think we all agree that's ridiculous. Uh, The uh, more pro wrestling, the better. We can all just enjoy it. And sometimes we, we get to something. Maybe we don't get to a certain show on a certain week. That's okay. Because at the end of the day, pro wrestling is thriving, and an internet, the internet, I should say, Mark Henry, is a big reason for that. It it almost allows for there not to be a war because we can catch everything at any time, at any point, or maybe even this, maybe we just catch clips. Uh, I got to be honest, I know we've talked a little bit on the show over the past week, but that NWA Power that was released exclusively on YouTube over the weekend, oh my God, I cannot explain how much I enjoyed that. Jim Cornette, the presentation, AEW was fantastic. Fantastic NXT continues to show some of the best in-ring product, I think, in the entire professional wrestling world. And then, of course, yeah. we have Raw and we have SmackDown, which leads us to a new segment here on Saturday, Busted Open. We don't have a name for it yet, so if you want to come up with something, Nation, we are all ears. We're brainstorming the, the best of Busted, Busted's best. I, I don't know where we're going quite yet with this, but for right now, we'll just call it the best in show. The best show of the week of all of those shows, Mark Henry, Special times indeed. Uh, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, I'll give you mine. My favorite show of the week was probably All Elite Wrestling. It was very close between All Elite and NXT. Full disclosure, when I am making my judgments and giving you my show of the week, the thing I am going to be grading on probably more so than anything is going to be in-ring product. I truly believe that no one or very few do it better than NXT, and we only got two weeks at AEW, but but Mark, what we've seen from AEW thus far, uh, two things. From that show that i really loved and enjoyed private party and the young bucks putting on one of the better television tag matches of this month or the last uh, few months and then that outstanding outstanding freestyle reactionary promo from the legend le champion himself chris jericho i i was really uh
2: really taken with the aew show that was my show of the week what is your show of the week mark henry you know what I really enjoyed the same? I I I really enjoyed AEW. I thought the matches were better on uh on NXT. Yeah, I agree. Um but I mean, WALTER is just a beast, man. What I I, I mean, he reminds me of the wrestlers when I were when I was a kid. Mark, Big I John Studd. Yes. I mean, he he just was a monster. And mauls people and does so many creative things, and his selling for a big yes. dude. Yeah, man. We I mean, there's not many. Kevin Owens is is I I would pay as much money to see Kevin Owens and Walter as you could put any other two wrestlers in the world together. Ooh, can you imagine?
0: Well, that would be great from the standpoint. Let's assume it's at WrestleMania and it's for the WWE championship, right? Oh, Biggest venue possible, man. right? Imagine the promos of Owens just going at Walter, the stoic stone-faced Walter. Wow. Owens losing his mind, doing what he does best, and then Walter having that that stone-faced, just destructive Terminator presence. Brother, I am with you. I, there mm, are few mm, in mm. terms of entire package, right? From the moment when he stands with his silhouette, with his arms behind his back, to when that classical music plays, I was telling—I was watching it with my wife on Wednesday night because she hadn't had many eyes on Walter. Uh, I don't think she's very familiar with him, and I essentially just did what you did. I mean, just putting him over in the best way possible. Like you have yeah. no idea how special and how old school this guy is, and to do it in an era where old school kind of—what does that even
2: mean anymore? It makes him that much more special. And 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 you start talking about power. Ooh. I mean, power, Jimmy Cornette? Listen, brother, I felt that was so good. I felt like I felt watching Jerry Lawler in Memphis. Yep. When I was a teenager, when I was Jacob's age, and I was very into uh, mid South and and in Memphis wrestling. Holy cow! That's how I felt watching Power. The look of it, the camera angles, them being in a studio with the wall and the curtains. Like, it just reminded me of all of that. So, if when it comes down to what your favorite show is, it was hard for me to pick one because Mm -hmm. the wrestling was better on NXT. The entertainment value and camera shots in the crowd was better on AEW. Power gave me the more nostalgic feel. Yeah. And Raw and SmackDown... Gave me what I've always seen in pro wrestling as a wrestling fan is hype. They yep. gave me action, and they gave me superstars. And to to see Bray Wyatt come through the mat and grab Seth Rollins in the ring with Roman yesterday did something to my soul. <laughs> I mean, that was something that remind that reminded me of when Kane came through the mat and grabbed the undertaker sure I mean so it's it, it was so many positive things and great things that i that I loved about pro wrestling this week but when it comes down to it you have to make a decision
0: yes you do mark we need you to make a decision
2: you have you can't tread the fence you can't tread the water and you can't walk <laughs> the fence and I'm gonna have to go with aew. Okay. Because Jericho had shots fired. And that's the only thing that I think the WWE is taking the high road. They're not acknowledging them. But the two things that AEW did this week that I gave them the edge is, one, Chris Jericho said, that was bad creative and it sucked. <laughs> and then he went; they went on so far as to, AEW put in a commercial on Fox.
0: <laughs>
2: Advertising. Hey, we're on AEW on TNT. Come on, on over. the WWE programming.
0: Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> like
2: hey,
0: this. you actually—you hit on something that I actually I like pop even so more. Hard. Than- Even more than the counter-programming, you talked about the production of AEW. Just a couple things. Those camera angles that they used specifically, they used one in the corner cam when someone took a turnbuckle bump. They had a camera set up in the, uh, the turnbuckle. I cannot tell you how much I love that and how much I want to see more of that. Think outside the box. Think outside the formula. Bring us into the ring. Bring us into the action. And another thing, Mark Henry, that I love that AEW did on their show the angles and leaving things to mystery. Did you notice that? Like there was an outside the ring clothesline. I think it was from Jack Hager. That uh, or uh, Jake Hager. Sorry, I'm gonna, that's going to be that's going to be a month long proposition to get me over from Jack Swagger and Jake Hager. But uh, the 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 steamrolling clothesline that he hit on the outside. They didn't show you that it was going to happen until the moment of impact. Mark, I love that leaving things the the mystery of it all. Right. The mystery
2: of it. But I'm, yes. I'm going to tell you right now. The the shot that you were talking about was the, Goldust the in the, the turnbuckle shot. It's called a jib camera. The yeah. jib camera is on a bar and it's angled over the ring, and it could turn all the way around in the angles and go up and down. In that jib camera, Goldust did the turnbuckle into the corner where the jib camera was behind Yeah. And it looked like that kid got his neck broken. I loved it. Because you can see the whiplash. And I know exactly what shot you saw because it was a Goldust call. That was a Goldust because Goldust has Mm. been in the top company for so long. He can call the shots, tell the production, hey, you need to shoot this like this and Mm -hmm. do that. It it was masterful. And the same thing with Jericho. Did you notice that when Jericho walked up the ramp, he walked up the ramp and his left side never lost track of the ring. He always stayed with his left side. So he got the hard camera, he got the jib camera, and the floor camera. Uh, That's talent. That's knowing and that's being taught. So when you see production value, NXT are learning that. And, and a lot of those young guys on AEW are learning that.
0: Yeah, it's cool to see, man. It's but cool when to you see- watch Raw yeah.
2: and SmackDown, you take it for granted. Yeah, it's true. Everybody it's true, right? knows
0: it. Yeah, it's very true. So and that's uh it's, yeah.
2: uh it's it's complicated, and it's it's like getting behind the curtain when you start talking about camera angles and masterful shooting. But when I watched the, the first episodes of AEW and NXT last week, yeah, I watched it from the control room. I had both shows on at the same time, and I also watched the camera angles, and I could hear the production staff, camera one, go to Sam, go to Scott, Robert, turn your camera the other way. Like, it's, it's bro, it's poetry, it's jazz music. And you don't see it because when you're watching the show, you're focused on the talent, right? Not where they're being shot from. But mm-hmm. I do, and I, and I, and I can see that Jericho and Goldust, their two segments, were above and beyond everything. That's why they get the nod for being number one this week. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun.